adventure. Hey, excitement. Hey, Jedi craves not these things. May the Force be with you. I'm Batman. This town needs an enema. It's a trap. War was easier than daughters. Welcome to another episode of Sword Suits and Sabres. I'm Chris. And I'm Jared. What do we have to talk about tonight? Quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Let's see, right off the bat. Daredevil is getting rebooted. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that one. Uh, I don't either. Charlie Cox did such a great job as Murdoch in the Netflix series. But if they're going to reboot it, bring back some of the cast members from that. I mean, because Charlie Cox did amazing. Um, the guy that played Foggy, I thought he was incredible. Yeah. Like, the whole cast, they all meshed together real well. And the story was good. And I don't know. Maybe it's the movies they're going to reboot. Maybe. Since Marvel's coming back with all the other movies. As long as they get somebody to write a different script than the Ben Affleck movie, we'll be <laughs> all right. Oh, come just, on. You know that was good. Yeah, it was right. It was missing a lot of scenes that would have actually helped the story move a lot better. But... Bullseye was kind of yeah. crap. And Electra's story. I mean, eh. <laughs> we're, And we're not going to get into the little spinoff Electra movie that they did. Oh, come on. I didn't watch that one, but there's a reason I didn't watch that one. I, I did. I did not hear good reviews about it. <laughs> I, was, I bought it, and I was mortified. Yeah. See? So, I have valid reason not to watch it. <laughs> you do. Um, the next one is 12-year-old McKenna Grace, who played in Captain Marvel. She signed on to director Jason Rettman's new Ghostbuster film. I'm actually excited to see what Jason has in store for us. Yeah. He's He said it's a continuation of the, the first two movies, so it's going to hopefully be good. Yeah, I mean, it'll have... You know, if it's going to be a continuation, you know, they'll have probably Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, all those guys coming back. So that'll be fantastic to see. I'm not going to say I wasn't a fan of the remake, <laughs> not because it's an all-female cast, but because it just it didn't feel... I mean, it still sort of felt like a Ghostbusters movie, but it just it wasn't the same without the original cast members. I mean, they did little bit cameos. They couldn't do it with um, Harold Ramis, but they had uh, Egon, or well, a bust of him. And if you blink, you miss it in the beginning. He's on the side. And Oliver, he liked the movie. I must have blinked and missed it. <laughs> I mean, when they were fighting the ghosts in downtown New York, I got the chills and feels of watching the original Ghostbusters movies as a little kid. I I loved it. It was fun. I, I can't say anything. <laughs> I watched it, but I didn't watch, like, completely pay attention to it. <laughs> I'm a terrible movie reviewer. But, you know, like I said, it just it didn't have the same feel for Ghostbusters as I have known. And I'm hoping with the third one, they actually, you know, it, it brings back that nostalgia. And, you know, I get chills, like you said you got when you watched the yeah the ghost scene in new york 
Um, let's see here. Next on the list, if you didn't know by now, Santa Clarita Diet Season 3 is out on Netflix. I still need to watch the first two seasons. I gotta, I gotta watch the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I watched most of the first one. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it was hysterical. Timothy Oliphant kind of being out of his element. You know, you used to seeing him being an action star in Deadwood, um, Justified. Seeing him get out of his element into kind of a suburban dad who's trying to help his zombie <laughs> wife was very entertaining. But it was just one of those series that I just, I, I watched the first season and then just never got back into it. It takes forever, to, like from season to season, and you binge watch it. And then by the next time season two comes out, you're like, I totally forgot what happened. Yep. And you have to binge watch first season and then second season. And a lot of times they release it and don't really give enough like promotion for it. So you're just like, oh, this came out? Yeah. Oh, crap. Now i got to find the time to watch it amongst all the 50 <laughs> other episodes I'm watching on a different series. Uh, Joker could come back in Birds of Prey movie. He better die. <laughs> Uh, I, should, I shouldn't say that. That's mean. But I, I don't. I didn't like the Joker pimp gangster. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like him. It was, it was a very different take on the Joker's that we've seen throughout the years. And I mean, he kind of had that, you know, still kind of psychotic, kind of manic feel to him. But yeah, it was. It was just too gangster for it. That and they cut a bunch from the movie with him in it like from all the trailers and everything it looked like he was going to be the main protagonist and then it wasn't and i think he was very vocal about not having a big part in the movie and just being like a little bit star yeah and yeah it was just kind of one of those you know they were they were showing more of harley quinn in that movie than they did the joker and it was just kind of showing how he really did treat her. Which, I mean, wasn't too far off of the comics because no. he, it was, you know, he was in love with her, but at the same time, it was like, eh, you know, whatever happens to you, happens to you. Yeah, pretty yeah. much same in the cartoons, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, this one is called, what was it? It's Birds of Prey and the... Uh, Fantastical Emancipation of Harley Quinn, I yeah. think it was. So, I mean, if they have him being one of the main protagonists in the film, I feel like it will be one of those, you know, she finally, like, if he doesn't die, then he'll, you know, they'll finally get her away from him and kind of get her on her own little set path. Because, I mean, that Harley Quinn wasn't too bad. No. I enjoyed Margot Robbie's portrayal of her. She did a fantastic job. Of course, you know, she is a very beautiful woman. Did a great job portraying that kind of... Sexual Harley Quinn. Uh, uh, there was a picture that someone was talking about that they saw. It was from the set, and it had Harley and Joker like fighting. So maybe that's gonna happen. She's tired of his shit. Yeah, I think a lot of people are tired of his shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've had we've had so many Jokers over the years. We had you know. Jack Nicholson played, you know, the kind of mob boss style in the Tim Burton film. You, you go far as far back as Cesar Renero in, like, the original, like, Batman series. 
you got you know Heath Ledger's amazing performance in the Christopher Nolan series, and even now there's yeah. you know, people still dressing up as him, portraying <laughs> him, because he had that actual kind of psychotic, you know, whatever happens happens, you know, I, I, you know, whatever I go with the flow and yeah. create chaos along the way. He's like a dog chasing a car. He doesn't know what he's gonna do when he catches it. Yeah. So I mean, and especially with. A, the newest Joker coming out. I mean, we just recently got the, you know, the trailer and the poster for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie. And <laughs> I'm ready for that one. Yeah. So we, we can get rid of Leto and just bring in. Yeah. Bring in Joaquin. Yeah, I'll be fine with that one. <laughs> I mean, that, that trailer, let's talk about that one for a minute. I mean, <laughs> that it, it has a couple nods from the original, like, Joker, Red Hood storyline to it, but it's taking its own take, it, it, like, it's taking its own spin at the same time. Because, you know, it's a man kind of down on his luck, trying to be, you know, working class comedian, and just being in this city that's just completely disintegrating, descending into chaos. And to see, you know, how it actually causes this man to really lose his mind and become the Joker that we know and love. So, I mean, it's probably not going to have the whole, you know, him falling into a chemical vat and turning his skin pale white and hair green and driving him insane. But it looks like it's going to be very interesting. And, I mean, he has the laugh down pat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this movie. Yeah. And, I mean... It's going to be hard, especially considering, I mean, Mark Hamill's laugh has been, like, one of the most <laughs> iconic Joker laughs over the years. Heath Ledger, like I said, didn't do a bad job with it. But, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix pretty much hit it on the head. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> um, speaking uh. of Mark Hamill, uh, we got the, well, we, we think... We got a poster for episode nine leaked, but from the sounds of it, Mark Hamill's not buying it. No, he says it's made by Ultimate Passionate Fan. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, some parts it looks like it's made up, like on Photoshop, and then just because all the characters are just placed in it, uh-huh. not like the original Star Wars posters and everything, where it's just. Like, the main cast and certain aspects. And I mean, for God's sakes, we had C-3PO with a freaking blaster cannon. So, you know, it's one of those, kind of take it as a grain of, with a grain of salt. But, I mean, it still did look pretty believable. They've been teasing the red First Order troopers for a while and having them on there. They had the Knights of Ren off to, the side, off to one side of it. And so, I mean, there is parts of it that, you know, you could... Maybe see where it could be, you know, believable. But we won't. I guess we won't know until Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, I'm. I'm anticipating that. I wish I could take it off yeah. from work <laughs> and just sit at home and binge watch it while it's playing. Right. But, yeah. What are we gonna do? But at the same time, you know, before the while well, I just read something. What was it earlier this week? They were talking, we're supposed to get two teasers for the new Star Wars film. So, that it's hard to tell if we're going to get those before 
Star Wars celebration or if we're gonna get like a mild teaser beforehand and then like the full release trailer when Star Wars celebration comes around. So fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Child's place gonna be voiced by Chucky or uh Mark Hamill now. <laughs> Child's that's, play. Oh, that's gonna be great. Oh my god. And it's another one of those things, you know, he's he's got some big shoes to fill because Brad Dorf did a fantastic <laughs> job as Chucky. But, I mean, we, we've seen that kind of cynical acting from Mark Hamill, especially in his voice acting over the years, all the different various characters he's played. I, I think he's going to do an amazing job. Yeah, he was in Death Clock. He's played Joker in the Arkham game and Cartoon. He's done, he's played Trickster in two different variations of The Flash. <laughs> Actually, multiple variations from what I've seen, because I'm pretty sure he's voiced the Trickster on a video game or two. I think so. I'm not sure. But yeah, he, I can't wait. I'm hoping it's going to be good, but the early like talks about it, he, the Chucky doll, or buddy or whatever he's gonna be messed with from like an employee that gets fired and he messes with the chip on that one and it goes out and it goes haywire just starts killing people so i mean but, in, in one aspect it sounds like it's gonna be a remake but at the same time it's kind of like its own you know modern day kind of remake yeah i mean with all the toys we've got out now they yeah, they're going to do, you know, like little computer chips in them. And so to kind of see, you know, that kind of modern nation rather than, you know, just a possession of a doll, <laughs> be kind of interesting to check out. Well, we already had that in Small Soldiers yeah. with the computer chip. That Small was... Soldiers was ahead of its time, though. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> that was a fantastic movie. I love that as a child. <laughs> uh, Annabelle Comes Home trailer just dropped. That that one looks awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Of course, I didn't watch Creation yet. I've watched Conjuring movies, both of those, <laughs> and Annabelle, but I haven't watched Creation, and so I gotta catch up on that before I can actually come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one takes place with the Warren's daughter having a bunch of friends over, and one of them decides to go into the museum in their house. And pretty much touches everything and lets Annabelle out and it just goes nuts and destruction and craziness. It looked it looked amazing. Yeah, it's it is it is crazy to see how they've kind of expanded that whole conjuring universe and like how far it's come so far. And so yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how the movie's gonna turn out. So am I. And Conjuring 3 is, I think, in talks or getting wrote right now. So I'm kind of excited for that one, see where they're going with that one. Okay, we'll be back after the break. Now, we're on to video games. 
Borderlands 3. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't either. I'm so excited. September needs to come. Yeah. They've officially announced that September 13th will be the release date for Borderlands 3. And they will be releasing four different versions of the game. They will have the regular standard edition, have a deluxe edition, a super deluxe edition, and a $250 diamond loot chest collector's edition. Which the diamond edition will come with a collectible loot chest. It will come with mini figurines of the characters. Uh, what else? It'll come with vault key, keychains. A cloth map of the galaxy. The game with a steel case, which is always nice. And then, you know, the game, the DLC add-on packs. Um, I believe it comes with a gold gun skin pack. Bunch of other different stuff. So, I mean, you get, you get your money's worth for $250. Yeah. But um, they released the trailer earlier this week for the game, and it's, it just looks incredible. There's going to be new, new character classes, new villains, new creatures, more mayhem, over a billion guns, which, I mean, is one of the big things with the Borderlands series. So with the, with the new character classes, we have a new gunner named Mose. I believe is how it's pronounced, who can destruct her own mech to run around and beat the living crap out of people with. And in addition, it from what the trailer looked like, somebody can hop on the back on the gunner and be able to cause extra mayhem with it. Um, we're getting a new siren named Amara, who can summon multiple fists to crush her enemies. Or from what I... Again, what was look, what it appeared to look like on the trailer. She can phase lock someone with one of the fists, which is always fun. I mean, if you ever played with, um, which one was it? Yeah, uh, Maya from the second game. She was able to do that. And her skill tree allowed it to, you know, she can do one, kill them, and it'll jump off to another one, do that. So it's, you know, sky's the limit with this one. Um, we have a new... Beastmaster class named FL4K, who can summon his own loyal beasts into the fight, and it looks like it's going to be sort of along the lines of Mordecai. So, um, you know, he can summon multiple birds. He can summon a skag of his own to kind of help. It's like I said, we're just kind of going off of what we've seen so far, but it's looks like he could summon quite a few different beasts. And then the new operative is Zane. So Zane, from what the trailer appeared to show, he can digestruct his own little uh, copy of himself. And not entirely sure yet if it's going to be along the lines of Zero, where he sends one out to distract his enemies, or if it's going to be like the doppelganger Jack from the pre-sequel to be able to... Um, actually interact and kill enemies for him as well. But, I mean, all the new classes looked interesting. They, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. The storyline 
sounds like it's going to be incredible. We have two new main antagonists in this one called the Calypso Twins, who are, quote, uniting the band bandit clans and claiming the galaxy's ultimate power. So, um, yeah, so they're going to be... It sounds like they're going to be kind of like Handsome Jack-ish, but from the also... Also, from the look of the trailer, um, one of them is going to be a siren herself. Ooh. So, it's yeah, it's going to be fun. I I cannot wait. <laughs> it's. I don't it's, know what edition I'm going to get, deluxe or standard. I don't know. I kind of want all the DLC stuff. To be honest. Uh, yeah. Um. Looks like. Deluxe, yeah, it doesn't. Deluxe is going to be $79. Bucks. And the Super Deluxe is going to come with four campaign DLC packs. Oh, darn. Damn. Yeah, I don't know that price tag, though. I, I mean, you get all the cool stuff. I mean... Well, by the looks of it, if you pre-order it right now, it's $99.99. But it says the Super Deluxe Edition will increase to one nineteen ninety nine on September seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So shortly after it releases, the price will bump up. Hmm. And I mean, two hundred and fifty dollars for that Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. It also comes with the butt styling weapon skin. <laughs> Dude, I've always wanted my guns to look like a. Diamond pony. <laughs> but I mean, if it if you pre order it before, I don't think it'll be that bad. No. Like I said, it's it's gonna be well worth the money. Fans have been anticipating this game for such a long time. And I mean, I'm not sure if it's just if it's gonna be a complete conclusion of the Borderlands series, but I know they're bringing in a lot of the old characters. They're bringing back Lilith, Mordecai, Brick. Yeah, I mean, Tiny Tina's going to be in it. <laughs> um, Sir Hammerlock and his wife, Aurelia, who was a playable character on the pre-sequel. And, I mean, they're even going so far as to bring in characters from the Telltale series, which was um, Reese. Reese was the new, newly elected um, owner of the Atlas Corporation. So, he it sounds like he's going to have a pretty decent-sized role to play in this as well. I never really played the pre-sequel. I mean, I wanted to, but I never did. So much fun. I played the first two. The, the storyline wasn't as long in the pre-sequel, at least from what it felt like for me, as what the second game was, or even the first game, really. But... I mean, it still had a great storyline to it. It had a lot more fun things to do because you got the Oz kit, which was kind of a pain in the butt to use in the beginning because you had to keep watching your oxygen level and <laughs> either get to an air bubble area to where you know you could stand, not have to worry about it, or run through an air pocket to be able to regenerate it. But I mean, with the with the O2 kit or like. They called them Oz kits in the game. With those, you could also double jump, which was very handy, especially with the gravity, because they adjusted the gravity on it. 
and um, you can butt slam, which butt <laughs> slams are always fun. And I mean, they added with the butt slams, they added the elemental effects as well. So I mean, certain ones you got if you butt slammed, you could have um, you could deal out ice damage, completely freeze everyone around you. And I mean, there was a couple that had fire, but if you're in a no oxygen environment, the fire didn't work. Which I mean, yeah. some of the extra stuff they added into it, it kind of held true to the kind of real life stuff. Not, you know what I mean? But <laughs> like they made it somewhat believable. So I mean, if you were out on like the moon's surface, you couldn't use any fire weapons; it wouldn't work. But if you were in an area with oxygen, fire would work, no problem. Which understandable. Yeah, and like I said, the gravity was fun to play with. They had. Um, they had jump pads where, you know, you could jump on a spot and it'll launch off. And um, some of the vehicles they had on there were fun. Uh, they only had two, but the Moon Zoomy. Was it the Moon Zoomy? I don't know. There was this little, like, speeder bike-looking thing that you could, like, ride up and slam down on people with. So that <laughs> one was kind of fun, too. Yeah, I need to pick up those. Play them again. Well, they just re-released the Handsome Collection Remastered. Yeah, I'll have to pick that up. All the extra DLC and stuff. There's too many games I want. <laughs> and also, they announced that Borderlands 2 VR is finally getting all the DLC this summer. So, I have a busy year ahead of me. Yeah. I gotta pick up the new remastered original Game of the Year edition. I gotta go run through and be a psycho <laughs> on VR. I'm just going to throw my axe at everybody. Dude, the VR is awesome. I love it. It is so much fun. I've I've only had it for a few months, and I haven't really had a chance to play it recently since I moved back to Illinois, but there's... I miss playing Borderlands VR. (laughs) Resident Evil on the VR was scary as hell. (laughs) I never got a chance to check that one out. It, It was good. Like... It's pretty cool looking up at the sky and you see all the clouds and the sun and you just like look around and then you get the shit scared out of you by a dude popping out of the window. You're like, oh, about punch someone in the face. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool once you put the headset on and with the VR set, you're in the game. You're in the zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the one I had? The Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. It was kind of a roller coaster shoot 'em kind of game, and yeah, just playing that one, you had eerie sounds going all around you, and like yeah, random enemies popping up towards you. You didn't really get to move around because I mean, obviously you're riding in a roller coaster, but I mean, if there was like a if there was like a wooden plank on your left hand side, like in your way, you had to lean to the right to avoid it. Otherwise, you you know you take <laughs> health damage. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a couple jump scares in it. One of my buddies actually almost fell backwards in the chair during to do it. <laughs> he was, he tried to look over the front of the um, roller coaster cart, and about the time he did that, an enemy decided to pop up in front of him. He was like, "Oh god!" <laughs> yeah, that that game was pretty scary. It, was, it and it, I mean, it still had like the same feel from like the original Until Dawn game. Yeah. But it wasn't one of those, you know, kind of choose your choose what happens and try to keep everybody alive. It was, 
I mean, you got to choose, you know, like, which roller coaster track you went on. Because they had, like, usually two splits and, like, three different locations throughout each map. But, I mean, the Borderlands VR, hands down, is probably one of my favorite ones so far. Because you actually get up close and personal, killing <laughs> some bandits and some psychos. And I've only went through as the commando so far, Axton. But... I've always been a fan of his longbow turret, so you can kind of like point and throw it out, and it'll spawn behind an enemy, and then it'll start shooting them. And I mean, you can do it from quite a distance away. So that was one of the fun parts of it. But I'm, I'm looking forward to my psycho. <laughs> Gonna ride my meat bicycle. <laughs> How's the Battlefield or Battlefront Two uh, DLC? Um, when it first came out, it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I, mean, I can say at the moment. I mean, that's pretty much with every DLC. Yeah, like I there's mean, bugs. You, with any online DLC, you know, there's going to be bugs. A lot of people trying to play it at once. It's the servers are going to crash every so often. One of my biggest issues when I was trying to play it was I would jump into or I would go to jump into a match. And it wouldn't let me select the character class right off the bat. It would take me directly to the screen where you could spawn on one of your teammates or spawn on your own. And I would be sitting there for 10 minutes trying to spawn on somebody, and it wouldn't let me. And then finally, after the 10-minute mark, it would boot me off and say I was in idle for too long. And I'm like, well, it's your fault I was in idle. Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> now since the updates come out, Hopefully that's fixed a bunch of the issues. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to hop on this week to actually try it since they've released some patchwork. But, I mean, the main premise of the the mission is pretty fun. You get five neutral command points. Both teams try to capture you know as many command points as they can while they're on the ground. And uh, if you have three or more, then you start loading up on reinforcements. It starts adding them up, and the more... Uh, the more command posts that you capture, the faster your reinforcements go up. So, um, after you get to, what is it, 50, I believe? You have to get to 50 reinforcements, then it brings down two transport ships, which you have to try and make it to before the time expires on it. And if you get multiple teammates to the transport ships in that time frame, you get extra reinforcements for it. Sweet. And um, from there, you go up to the capital ship. So once you're up in the capital ship, you have um, two designated spots that you have to try and sabotage first. Once you get those two, it'll give you two more. And then once you get those, the game's over. You win. The main problem was it was very repetitive at times. Because <laughs> you would sit there and... If you didn't get it before your reinforcements ran out, you were back on the ground. And, you know, if, if your opposing team ended up getting the reinforcements, you go up to your, you know, your capital ship to defend it, you guys end up defending it, you're back on the ground. So it was a lot of back and forth in the beginning. The uh, One of the more helpful things with it was if you were able to take one of, like, either of the, any of the four sabotage points on the capital ship, and you weren't able to like you weren't able to get them all before your reinforcements run out once you get back up to that capital ship they only have you know however many you had left to take out 
it doesn't completely reset it to the four. That's good, but, at least. Yeah, that was very helpful. But, yeah. I mean, it was a great way to rack up points. I, I, I'm i not even that great of a uh, player myself, honestly. I'm kind of average. But, I mean, after about two back and forths, I was at about, what, 26, 27,000 points. And, I mean, there were people there that were getting, like, 50, 60,000 right off the bat. And I'm just like, oh. But yeah. It, it is fun. It's a nice change of pace from what they've had so far. They only have one map at the moment, but over the next two months they're going to be releasing, I believe they said three more maps for it. So that'll be nice. Um, but uh, with the update, we also got our two new infiltrator classes. Sweet. Yes, which was very fun. The Arc Trooper for the clone army. He has his dual wielding pistols, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> no zoom, which is a pain in the butt. <laughs> and then the, uh, the Separatist army had the Commando Droid, which has just one blaster rifle. Was it, yeah, blaster rifle, and then a vibro blade, which he can use in like a three-part strike. Sweet. They, um, slightly more reinforced than the standard classes. Not as strong as the heroes, obviously, but it still takes quite a bit to try and get them down health-wise. <laughs> but they were very, uh, they're very fun to play with. Um, I personally enjoy using the Commando Droid, just because, I mean, he's slick, he can, you know, he has the Vibro Blade, so three <laughs> strikes and you can take somebody down just like that. Ooh. Okay. Now. Yeah. I'm going to have to pick it up. It's fun. I still haven't bought Dooku's pajama skin, and I refuse to. <laughs> I'm still upset about that. Oh, come on, you know you want to run around as Dooku in his pajamas. No, because I've already seen people running around as Dooku in, their pajama in his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not right. I just want to kill you just because you're wearing the pajamas. <laughs> and you're on my team, for God's sakes. Show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> I mean, it looks awesome. It's pretty much what you'd expect from EA's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, but know. now Lucas took it back, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully Lucas... Fixes what EA screwed up. But I mean, I am still looking forward to see the Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, video so game, am I. Which you know they were saying Star Wars Celebration, we're gonna get a good look at it. So that one will be. I'm excited for that. I can't wait. But yeah, as far as I, I think that's all the video game news I have. For yeah. Moment. I think that's about it for tonight's episode. Yep. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, just want to bash on us for how poorly we sound, <laughs> hit us up. Swordsuitsabers at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Anchor app. You can download it and leave a voice message. We'll put you in the episode. We also, um, we also have a new Facebook and Twitter accounts, so if you want to drop in there and you know, leave a comment on our boards. You're more than welcome to. We haven't really started sharing anything on there except for the links for the podcast episodes, but we'll try and bring more news on there as much as we can. 
we're on pretty much every podcasting network, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. If you sus- subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review. Yep. Share us. Do whatever. So we're always open for feedback, uh, constructive criticism, and I just love le- reading hate mail. Regardless, <laughs> hate mail's always good. Yeah, well, keeps you motivated. Hey, I mean, we'll read it on the air if you want. Yeah, send it to us. <laughs> I don't care. Gives us more stuff to talk about on here. I know, right? <laughs> okay, that's that's all we got for tonight. This is Sword Suits and Sabers signing off. And the force be with you all. They are coming. The white wizard approaches. Oh well. My brave hobby.